Good morning again. Uh, my name is Chris or Cly, and uh, I do youth here. And you know, I've been uh, really thankful to be uh, to, to have the privilege to wrap up the series for us uh, in real conversations. And, and I, I'm really just grateful because you know, rather than looking at these topics um, and discussing them just with each other, you know, asking each other, "What do you think? How do you feel about some of these issues?" Uh, kind of the goal of our church is to turn to God's Word and have that inform how we think and process through some of these more difficult things, and uh, one of my favorite times through actually this series uh, isn't, um, I know some of you guys aren't looking forward to to this portion, but the time after, which is a sharing time, because some of these uh, issues are kind of complicated, they're very nuanced, and when actually someone shares personally of of how they're actually doing it, it is really helpful for us, and uh, you know, I had the privilege to listen to uh, Edward and and Jan share in the first service, and and I'm really looking forward to them sharing uh, throughout the day as we continue, Uh, but more than this, even though this is the, the last part in our series, we do hope that the discussion and the fellowship continues far beyond this because we're going to be dealing with some of these issues as we continue on as well. And so let's dive in this morning. Um, You know, media is a big part of our lives. Uh, whether it be TV, movies, shows, uh, what we listen to, uh, podcasts, memes, TikTok. Do some of you know what that is? TikTok, right? Okay. Um, all of these things are media, uh, forms of media. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the era, it, it's not cool at all. I don't know if this will ever come back, um, but I grew up in the era of. Um, WWJD bracelets. And if you don't know what that is, um, that kind of dates me, I guess, but it it stands for what would Jesus do? And the reason why people would wear this, I had a purple one, okay? Because of the Lakers, right? And so uh, we would wear this, and if you ever got stuck, and you thought to yourself, hmm, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to figure this out. I don't know what decision to make. You're supposed to think to yourself, what would Jesus do? And that should inform us and how we're supposed to live our lives. And so if we're going to be talking about media and we kind of apply this and we think about, okay, well, if Jesus was here in 2019 with all the different forms of media out here now, what exactly would Jesus be doing? Would Jesus have an Instagram? Would he have a Twitter? Would Jesus have a YouTube channel? Or like at the end of his video, he'd be like, thanks so much for watching. Can you just subscribe and click this? Like, would he, would Jesus be doing this? I, I don't know. And, and I don't know if we can actually answer this question fully. And, and we're going to actually take, kind of take a pause on that and revisit a little bit later on. But I think maybe a better question for us to think about is, as disciples, as Christians, as followers of God, how are we supposed to use media now? What should it look like for us? And... I think the, the difficult uh, part of, of this kind of the, the message today is, you know, in scripture, there is no uh, just explicit use of how it kind of paints for us. Um, you know, this, this is what you should do with media. It's, it's not that simple. And so if I can kind of give us an outline of what it will look like for us this morning, first, we're going to look at two guiding biblical principles. They'll actually kind of act as guardrails for us as we think about media use. And then we're going to look at a few warnings and uh, problems that we have with media. And then lastly, we'll look at some practical applications how we can actually use media for ourselves, how we as Christians, uh, maybe kind of what it looks like. And if you have the handout or if you're kind of taking notes, uh, hopefully this will be helpful for us as we go along. And so uh, we'll start here. We'll look at two biblical passages starting in Genesis. Genesis 1, uh, verse 28, to, to give us an idea of how we're called to use media. 
God created everything, um, and after God created man and woman uniquely in his own image, he says in Genesis 1.28, it says, God blessed them, and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on earth. So God created animals, creatures, and humans alike, and to all of the living creatures, including humans, he says, be fruitful and multiply, but the unique command that he gives humans as his image bearers is, I also want you to subdue the earth and to have dominion over it. And so what does that mean? Because this is a unique call. And Nine Marks, uh, their ministry, they they actually help clarify for us. Uh, They say this, God calls all humans as those made in his image to fill the earth with his glory through creating what we commonly call culture. This cultural mandate is given to all people. And so we as humans, although the Bible doesn't specifically talk about media, in a more general and broad sense, humanity, we're called to create culture in a way that glorifies God, that reflects his image. This is kind of the first guardrail we have from Genesis 1.28. We're called to glorify God. But then Adam and Eve, they fell into sin. They used the things that God has given them uh, not in the right way. They misused it. They did things like trying to, they're trying to uh, gain fame and, and recognition for themselves. They, they built a tower. And then so God had to remind humanity, no, 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 I gave you all of these things uh, for you to use in a very specific way. And he gives another passage in in Genesis 12 uh, to a man named Abram and and kind of reminds him how to use uh, the blessings that God has given. So Genesis 12, verses one through three, I'll read it for us. It says this, very well known, go from your country and your kindred, your father's house to the land I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and to him who dishonors you, I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so God is telling Abram, who will be Abraham, I'm going to give you blessings. And and blessings, it's general for a reason. It encompasses so many things. It has to do with personality, just natural gifting, ability. But I think blessing also encompasses resources, tools, possessions, just anything. All of these things are blessings. And and what he's reminding Abram is, everything I give you, it's not just for you, for you to enjoy, for your comfort, for your desires, your purposes. Everything I give you, everything I bless you with, you're supposed to use that to bless others with. And so the guardrails we have is, with what we've been given, we're called to create culture in a way that glorifies God and also blesses others. Glorifies God and blesses others. For Adam and Eve, creating culture was literally, in the Garden of Eden, agriculture. They had to use whatever resources and tools to to organize, cultivate, make something of it. But for us, creating culture looks differently than that. I actually believe we have more tools and resources available, and this is specifically where media comes in. We have media as a resource and tool to create culture in a way that glorifies God and blesses others. But, just as Spider-Man was told, right? With great power comes great responsibility, okay? And so there are a few issues that we have when it comes to media use. And so, um, you know, I'm gonna go through a few things, um, but uh, I'll kind of start here. 
Our culture, I believe, we love money because money is a resource and tool, but it is unique in its versatility. See, it's different than a fork. A fork does one thing. It's a, it's a resource and tool that does one thing. But money, it can do so many things. It can give you access quickly to fame, to power, uh, to more money. It can give you access to almost anything you want. If you have money, you can, you can do so much with it, so versatile. And in the same way, I believe, media is actually very similar to money because of its unique versatility. Media can give you really, really fast, quick access to more money, to fame, to power, to almost anything you like, whatever you desire, from sports to fashion to art to plants. I know that's really hip right now. All of these things you can get quickly with media. And so if Jesus is going to say that money, as, as good as it is, as, as you can use it for so many positive things, he, he also says, okay, hold on, because we need to guard our hearts from the danger of money. If we're called to, if we're called to put our guards up when it comes to, to money, I think that maybe the same is true when it comes to media as well. And so I want to first outline a few, this is not comprehensive, but a few things, a few problems we have, a few issues we have with media, and then we're going to look at a few more practical things after that, okay? But we'll, we'll start here. A few problems we have, a few problems that media presents, four actually. The first one is this. Media can be a distraction. It can be a massive distraction. Uh, it pretty much goes without saying, but uh, at this point, I think it's pretty rude if you're having a conversation with someone um, or you're uh, you know, trying to inter interact, engage, and notifications are like popping off on your phone or you're constantly just staring down at your screen. It's, it's pretty rude to do. And when it's a distraction, I typically hear, not always, generally the older generation looking at the younger generation and like, like catapult, right, or whatever, right? And they're like, hey, hey guys, like you need to get off your devices, get off your phone, because it's a huge distraction. But to push back gently and respectfully, I will say that it's not just the younger generation, but probably every generation that, that's distracted with media. Like for example, my grandma, I love her. Okay, we just talked about aging, but she watches, she probably consumes more media at home than, than a lot of people I know, right? And so it's not just a, a young thing, it's an everyone thing. It's a distraction for all of us. And so uh, what does that mean? See, me, I think the reason why it's such a distraction is media, is, it's easy, it's simple. If we have a few minutes in the day, um, just to be really uh, vulnerable, right? When we're using the bathroom, right? Like, well, whatever we're doing, we can find these little windows and pockets where we can just quickly look at something and be entertained, uh, be comforted, uh, do something. Uh, and and it, it's, it's such a distraction for us because we can check these things. And I think we, we ask the question, you know, what's the big deal? I'm, I'm on Instagram, I check it real quick, or I'm on YouTube. I think it creates a, a dependency for us. It's our impulse. Like when, when we have time, even in just a small slot, instead of using it in maybe other ways, for some of us, our default becomes just going to our phones or our devices or something else. And so what, what can actually start out as a small distraction can actually eventually become a full-blown addiction for us. And it'll distract us from a lot of the things that God is calling us to. And so that's the first thing. It can be a distraction. Number two, media, it can lead to temptation. It can lead to temptation. Media and money, they, they are not, it's not sinful in itself. Sin comes from our hearts. But these things can lead us, 
maybe more quickly or more easily to being tempted to sin. For example, I think uh, a lot of us know, some of us are, are in some of these platforms where we're using some of these things. There are a lot of uh, toxic chat rooms that we're a part of where people are angry, people are venting, there's bullying happening, and it's not that helpful for us. We're, we're tempted when we're in it to, to take part in that. For others of us, um, I think we're tempted to make snap judgments on what we see in media through a small snippet of someone else's life. We don't know their heart, we don't know who they are, but we make judgments against them quickly. Uh, for others of us, we fall into the comparison trap. We're scrolling through, we see other people's lives, and the only thing that com comparison leads to is either pride, thinking that we're so great, or envy and jealousy not really helping us at all. Uh, for others of us, uh, it's, it's uh, the, the sexualization in media. Just, that it, it's, it's clickbait, right? We, we, we want to look at it. And it is so easy to go down a path um, of being tempted by lust, impurity. It's so easy for us. Others of us, because content is, there's so much content out there for, for so many different kinds of people. It's so easy for us to binge watch, stay on for long periods of time without even recognizing, which actually exposes some of our laziness and sloth in our lives. And for a lot of us who do have social media, um, I think what we're tempted in seeing, and, and this is why people create separate accounts, especially when it comes to their kids or something else, is it's a, it's a really easy place to actually boast and be prideful, showing off what our life looks like and what we want other people to see. And so if we know who we are, what we're tempted by, I would really encourage that we be mindful of the way we use media. For example, if you're prone to using pro profanity, if you're prone to um, looking at things like pornography, maybe we should really be weary because media is a place where it leads us there in a matter of seconds. It's so easy to be tempted by. So that's the second thing, media can lead to temptation. Number three, media can also create isolation. Isolation. And I know I'm speaking a lot about social media, but this is a place where I think maybe we can see it most. But especially on social media, we are in control because we can dictate who we follow, who follows us. We can block people, we can ignore, we can hide, we can change, we can manipulate, we can lie. We can do these things really easily and actually that isolates us because people who are different than us or who have different views than us, we can kind of move them away so it's just me, people like me, and that's actually very isolating for us. Uh, in uh, the stories we, we uh, in the stories we tell by uh, Mike Cosper, he's kind of a cultural theologian, he says, social media provides a profound illusion. Our mobile devices are designed in a way to make us feel like the whole digital world is about us, about us. It can create isolation. And I think it's very dangerous because where people are isolated, it is very difficult for love and empathy to exist and grow for other people. It's gonna be very difficult. So that's the third thing, isolation. Number four, media can shape also our interpretation, our interpretation of things. It can change our lens. See, media is so captivating. I have friends who are parents now and uh, they, they know this, they love it because if their kids are going crazy, media, boom, solve, solves their problem, right? And um, you know, as they, as they do, the, 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 I think the reason why media is so captivating is because the images, 
the, the songs, the videos we see, I think they actually, they're seared into our minds. And whatever is filling our minds, it actually shapes the way that we see things. It, it actually changes our, our reality, our perception. Like a really silly example is, have you ever gone to watch a scary movie and got so scared that when you walk out of the theater, every little thing you're paranoid about, right? You, you jump at. Everything becomes scary, potentially dangerous. Why? Because whatever you just watched, it's, it's in your mind so powerfully that it shapes the way you see reality. And so it's actually changing media. I know some of us are like, what's the big deal? It's actually changing the way that you see yourself, the way that you see other people, and the way that you see God. It is shaping our interpretation. It's actually changing us. And so media, it can be distracting, tempting, isolating, and it is shaping and changing how we see things. Media is potentially very dangerous, and so we should be cautious. But where is the hope for us? What does this look like? Although Jesus isn't here now, and we, we don't know if Twitter would have, or if Jesus would have a Twitter account or all of these things, we, we don't know. But we do know how Jesus lived by scripture. Jesus didn't just have a few resources or, and tools available to him. Jesus had every resource and tool available to him. In fact, Jesus had all authority and power at his disposal. Jesus had everything. Think about that. He had everything. And what did Jesus do with all of the resources, all of the tools, all of the authority, all of the power? How did Jesus use it? And what Jesus did is he would take whatever was around him, fish, bread. He would take it, not just eat it for himself, but he supernaturally made thousands, fed thousands to bless other people. Jesus would use, use the things around him, like that coin, this temple, uh, that sheep, that fish. He would use all of these things to teach and point people so that they would understand, okay, all of this is about God. Everything is meant to glorify him. Jesus used everything at his disposal to bless other people, to glorify God in everything. And I find it really fascinating that the first temptation that Jesus was given, when he was in the wilderness with Satan, and Satan, after seeing Jesus be hungry for a lot of days, said to him, hey, if you're so hungry, why don't you turn this stone into bread? And, and why is this a temptation? Because is making bread a sin? And not at all, right? We love bread, right? It's not a sin. What's the temptation here? The temptation was, why don't you use the resources you have, your power, why don't you use these things not to bless others, not to glorify God, but just for yourself? Why don't you use it selfishly for your own desire, your own will? And Jesus said, no, that's not how we're called to live. And the way that Jesus showed us this ultimately is he selfishly gave everything to us with all the resources, all the power, all the authority, he laid it down so that other people will be blessed, so that God will be glorified, and he did this on the cross. This is the picture of hope that we have. This is the picture of redemption. He did all of this to save people who misuse his things. He did it for us, and this is the picture and example that he shows us. And so Jesus, he redeems us with his lifestyle. And what he calls us to do, I think, is the same. He calls us to redeem culture wherever we are. 
And wherever people are, there's culture, whether it be at, in our homes, at school, in the workplace, anywhere else. God is saying, as redeemed people, use whatever resources, whatever talent, whatever you have to bless others and to glorify God. And so how do we do this practically? How can we redeem the culture that we're in? How can we be maybe countercultural? And how can we use media to do this? And I want to give a few things. Uh, number one, four, four things, right? Four negative, four positive, just balance it out. Number one, we may need to take a break from media altogether. Take a break from media. See, I think some of us, we are prioritizing our responsibilities, what we have to do, what God has called us to. We're prioritizing some of those things maybe incorrectly in our lives. When God is telling us, you need to, we need to put first things first. And so if we are a student, if we're a parent, if we're working in a certain sphere, whatever we're doing, I believe God is calling us to do these things well. But to do these things well, maybe we need to unplug a little bit because we're, we're putting media, we're putting movies and sports and gaming, all these things above some of the other things that we're called to do. Uh, for example, um, like for my wife and I, you know, I think even if it's for a few hours, because um, I, I know it's kind of intimidating to take a social media fast, but even for a few hours to, to turn off the TV and to say things like, you know what? Like, do we really need to watch Parks and Rec for like the fifth time through? It's, it's an amazing show, we know all the lines, but do we really need to do that? Uh, maybe we can just have a conversation, check in how we're doing physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, and actually connect. And for some of us, we need to take a break. That might mean deleting apps. That might mean taking days, weeks, months off of certain platforms so that we can focus on other things that God has called us to. That's the first thing. Number two, Others of us maybe need to use media less or last, less or last. And so um, very similar to this, um, to the first one, you know, God calls us to so much. And I think what I am even tempted to say is, all the time I hear this is, um, you know, I don't have time. I, I, I should pray, I should read the Bible, I should evangelize, I should do missions, but I don't have the time. And then I go home and then I'm on my phone at night and I'm scrolling through stuff, or I go on TV and I'm like, I'm just tired, I'm exhausted, I'm wiped, I just wanna kind of veg out, do nothing, and, and fill my time with that. Um, and some of us, I think God is calling us, hey, you have other responsibilities, there are more pressing, urgent things that I'm calling you to. Maybe we're, we're called to be nudged in that direction, to be faithful with the calling that God has give, given to us. And then after these responsibilities, the homework, the, the work, the relationships, all of these things are done well, then maybe if we have time after that, maybe we can use that to enjoy media in the way that maybe we would prefer to enjoy it. And so maybe this is an encouragement for us to use it a little bit less, to use it last, maybe towards the end of the day after we get certain things done. Number three, we may need to use media more, more, okay? Uh, I know some people have an old soul, and um, you know, some of my family members are like this, and they say things like, hey, I don't, I don't like media, I don't, I don't like this stuff. I like face-to-face, -face. I like writing letters, I like phone calls, I, I, I like it old school, I, I like to connect in that way. And I think their perspective and their heart is, they're worried that media is going to replace face-to-face -face interaction, like in person. 
And, and I think we all agree, if you're, if you're somewhere in person, it's, it's a different experience. It's, com- it, it, it's the best. But I think the argument isn't for media to replace face-to-face interaction. I think the, kind of the, the push is media can complement face-to-face interaction. So for example, if you want to connect with someone, it would be helpful actually if you know what they're doing maybe throughout the week and you see what they're doing and you connect on certain things like shows or music and sports and, and you're able to talk with them, interact, facilitate deeper connection. And for some of us, maybe we need to create accounts. We need to, to get on these platforms. And, and I know this is true for um, a lot of people, including me. We create accounts on these different platforms and we do that thing where we just look at other people interacting and we're just silent. Like we're just looking at all the answers, seeing how everyone's doing stuff, and we're just silent in ourselves. And I think as people who have and believe in the gospel, maybe we're called to engage, to be courageous, to be vulnerable, and put ourselves out there a little bit more. Because it's such a great platform to reach so many different people. Right? Maybe we need to use it a little bit more. And lastly, I know this is very broad, but uh, maybe we're called to just use media more intentionally. Use media more intentionally. I, I think it's really important for us to think about and consider, how are we using these things? It, is what I'm doing really blessing other people and glorifying God? Is it really doing that? And I think the beauty of where we are in our kind of digital ages, we're not just consumers at this point, we're creators. And so if you have any, an account to, to so many different things, you're, you can not just receive and watch, but you can actually post. And so think through, right? What, what, what am I posting? What am I telling other people about myself? What does it say about me? And I'm not saying every post has to have God in it, hashtag, I'm not saying that, okay? But also, I, I would, I wonder if we should think about, uh, I wonder if we should be concerned if we also never post about God. And so I'm, I'm not saying every post has to be about God, but maybe we should think about what it means if none of our posts are about God. Right? And so what does that really say about us? What, what am I not just consuming, but what am I also creating? Because I think God wants us not just to create, but to redeem and change culture. And, and at the end of this, I know as we talk about this, it can feel very, um, we can feel kind of shameful. We can feel kind of guilty when it comes to how we use it. I think that's why there's things like, you know, incognito. We, we hide certain things because we're, we're ashamed of how we've been using it. But in Jesus, there is grace, there is acceptance, and Jesus saves us, not just to, to save us, but he also changes us. And, and, he, and I hope you don't walk away thinking, okay, I need, to, I need to do this better and just white knuckle it. No, 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 no. The cross is the, is the display of love, grace, forgiveness, power. And if you want to change, you cannot do it by yourself. We need to look to the cross, and, and that might fuel us to change, even in in the small decisions we make, how we interact with media so that we can bless others and glorify God. And at this time, what we're going to have now, and I'm excited, um, we're going to have Roman come up uh, with Edward and Jan, and and they're going to share a little bit. um, But but right before that, um, we're actually going to watch a video compilation and I hope I, I get this right, but it's everything that you're about to watch is um, Edward and Jan. They had their hand in uh, either making or producing. And, and so uh, we're going to watch a quick video, and then they're going to come up and share a little bit more. 